This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide issue that affects you. I'm Shana Roth, and I'm joined this week by Detroit News reporter and intrepid FOIA user, Craig Mauger. Craig, welcome to Mishmash. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. Craig, you are back on Mishmash, which must mean that there has been a development in the GOP election conspiracy, heavy air quotes there. To jog listener memories, this concerns a group of people and their continual crusade to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Craig, catch us up on what happened this week. This is about as big as it gets in an election campaign where the state's attorney general's office has referred to a special prosecutor asking for the appointment of a special prosecutor nine individuals for potential charges, including Matt DiPerno, who is the Republican candidate for attorney general. He is the person that will most likely run against the current attorney general, Dana Nessel, this fall. Also among the nine is a state representative, State Representative Dar Rindon from northern Michigan, and a lot of national figures in the move to undermine the 2020 presidential election. Can you break down for us what some of these potential charges are and what they're being accused of doing? So they're being accused of engaging in a plot to gain unauthorized access to voting tabulators. This is sensitive, vital infrastructure these tabulators are. Not anyone can walk in, open up a tabulator, and start looking at it. You want to make sure that there is a strict chain of custody with these tabulators to prevent someone from putting some type of of, uh, hacking uh, attack into the system, from being able to access the tabulator on election day. DiPerno and the others are accused of trying to use their positions, trying to use their influence to get tabulators, take them from local clerk's offices for sometimes months at a time, taking them to hotel rooms in Oakland County where they then analyzed them and ran tests on them. And according to the attorney general's office, they damaged some of the tabulators. So one of the potential charges here that the attorney general's office has identified is willfully damaging a tabulator. That's a very specific crime in Michigan law. Another is false pretenses. You had a state representative and a sheriff who apparently used their offices to work with local clerks and potentially influence them to hand over these tabulators. I mean, that's in a nutshell what's being alleged here. As you mentioned, DiPerno is the GOP attorney general candidate. I mean, what does this do for his campaign and his ability to run? You would think in normal times that this would be a major problem for his campaign. And in some ways it is a problem for his campaign. I mean, he's going to be asked everywhere he goes about what happened with this tabulator access issue that is that he's now been entangled with. And and it's going to be difficult for him to avoid answering those questions while also trying to run for the state's top law enforcement office. That is a problem for him. But some of this has been muted, interestingly, by the fact that you had the FBI raid the home property of former President Donald Trump And now there are many Republicans across the state who are stating that uh, law enforcement is out to get them, that there is some type of conspiracy going on. So DiPerno has been able to tie what's going on with him into this situation with Donald Trump. You've had a very busy week, including trying to find a specific tabulator, a very specific looking tabulator with red tape. Tell us about your quest. Yeah, so one of the things that the attorney general's office identified 
in their petition for a special prosecutor and in a letter to Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson was that there was a video on Matt DiPerno's website that showed a tabulator with this red tape covering the seal number, covering identifying information. And it, this lengthy video showed one of DiPerno's experts running a test allegedly showing that he could manipulate the results of an election with this tabulator. And the Attorney General's office said one of the tabulators that had been taken from one of the counties also had this red tape on it when they seized it as part of their investigation. So the question was, this tabulator in the video, where did it come from? You know, did it come from out of, you know, we, we were, you know, wondering before, did it come from out of state? Was it something they got through working with a company? What happened here? Well, if you look at this video closely, you can see in the background that this this tabulator is very clearly in Royal Oak, which is in Oakland County. And if you look into some of the interviews that Matt DiPerno did at the time of this in 2021, he says very specifically that his team got access to a tabulator and he said it's a Dominion tabulator and it has all the same specifications as a tabulator in Antrim County. The people in Antrim County said this is not one of our tabulators. So all signs point to this tabulator being one that came from Barry County, where Darleaf is sheriff, or one that came from Masaki County, which is one of the places where they got a tabulator from. Matt DiPerno has refused what? to say where this tabulator came from previously. I should also note. What exactly was the purpose of getting these tabulators? I mean, when I first read all of this, the only thing I could think about was that scene in the movie Zoolander where the male models have stolen a computer and start banging on it because the files are, quote, in the computer. I mean, did any of them know how these machines work? Do they know how to actually run tests on these machines? Some of the experts that Matt DiPerno was working with at this time are so-called cybersecurity experts, and they do seem to have some expertise in, in working with uh, software, working with computers. <laughs> the purpose of them getting access to the tabulator was basically to try to bolster their claims that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. They have not been able to find evidence to back up these allegations that they're making. We all know what occurred in Antrim County. The initial results showed Joe Biden won. Then they realized that there were problems. And the actual results, once they re-looked at the election, was that Donald Trump had won Antrim County. The reason for that was human error. But Matt DiPerno and his legal team have alleged this conspiracy about election equipment and technology, that there's something in the technology and equipment that is allowing people to hack and manipulate results. That argument has not gotten very far. It appears that they tried to get to these tabulators to try to back up this argument that they were making in court. And you can definitely see why they would want to do that. If you're making these national claims about hacking and election equipment being insecure, you better be able to prove it. And, and so far, they haven't been able to. You had a piece out this week called The DiPerno Nine, Outspoken Election Critics Tied to Michigan Tabulator Conspiracy. Give us a quick rundown of who the DiPerno Nine are and what happens next for them. Yeah, so the DiPerno Nine are Matt DiPerno for one, Sheriff Darleaf, uh, State Representative Dar Rindon. We've talked about those three. 
There are a couple of attorneys involved in this, one named Stephanie Lambert, who has been involved in a wide majority of the pushes to overturn Michigan's 2020 election. There's an attorney named Ann Howard that the attorney general's office says created false ballots that were used uh, as part of this this testing uh, technique that they were doing. And then there's four individuals that are self-described cybersecurity uh, experts. A lot of them have shown up in Georgia, Arizona, all of the battleground states as, as this group of people has pushed to raise doubts about the election. Maybe the most famous of the four is Doug Logan. He is the person that ran the Arizona audit that we heard so much about uh, last year. Uh, what's next for these people is uh, it could take months, but a special prosecutor is eventually going to be chosen. The special prosecutor doesn't have a ton to do here. The investigation has already been concluded. The special prosecutor's got to look at what the attorney general's office and the state police found and decide who gets charged with what or if anyone gets charged with anything at all. And because it was a week in Michigan, there was a lot more going on. But let's stay with the theme of the Republican Party chooses chaos. Thursday night, there was a delegate election in a parking lot in Hillsdale. What? Yeah, uh, this is something we're, we're still learning about. My colleague Beth LeBlanc went to this convention in a parking lot. Essentially, what's happening right now, county Republican parties across the state are choosing their delegates for the statewide convention on August 27th. There's been massive feuding at various counties, including Hillsdale, over who gets to pick these delegates, who these delegates should be. The Hillsdale County Republican Party has apparently tried to block people that they don't want to see involved in the process and disavowed them as delegates. Um, in Macomb County, you had competing county conventions. We're being told this morning that there were other county conventions across the state where um, groups of people took over the convention and, and, and kind of basically tried to limit the influence of the more establishment people that within the party. I mean, all of this is aimed at August 27th, the state convention, where the most important decision that will be made will be who is Tudor Dixon, the Republican candidate for governor's running mate. And if you're Tudor Dixon, um, you want to be able to pick your running mate. And some of these people that uh, these conventions are sending to the state event uh, might want to have some say and might want to pick someone that Tudor doesn't very, really view as electable. So, I mean, that's what you've got to watch out here. There's a lot more to come on this, uh, but things are things are looking very interesting, as you've noted. And the midterm election is three months away. I mean, what what happens if if they can't figure out their delegate? Like, like, what happens if this all continues and there continues to be this divide and they can't all agree on their delegates and on their nominees? Uh, the August 27th state convention could get very ugly. I mean, that's, that's what could possibly happen here. I mean, the Republican Party in Michigan has lawyers. They know their bylaws. They, they have a lot of sway over picking who are delegates and who aren't the delegates. There's a whole process, a credential process for deciding these disputes. And all of this will play out over the next 15 days before the state convention. And um, There's going to be people who are angry with the decisions. There are going to be people that are happy with the decisions. And then we'll see who shows up for the state convention. Can you break down who the two sides are here? Is it the sort of establishment Republicans versus some grassroots Republicans? Or is it more complicated than that? I think it's a bit more complicated than that. But in, if you wanted to simplify it to two sides, 
there's one side that is now being labeled the establishment of the Republican Party. Some of them were once considered uh, the grassroots of the party or the far conservative wing of the party. Um, you have those individuals and then you have various groups on the other side who are um, more further right, I guess I would say, or more connected. Both sides uh, support Donald Trump, but there's one side that is kind of more bought into his claims about the 2020 presidential election, relitigating that. Um, In different counties, this is being driven by different factions. But at the end of the day, if the grassroots, these people trying to really combat the establishment are successful in a string of counties, that could be enough for them to come together for the state convention and have some influence. It's a bit unclear at this moment right now how coordinated these efforts are across the state. Craig Mogger, the reporter for the Detroit News that never sleeps. Thank you so much for joining me here on Mishmash. Hey, thanks for having me.